clawing our way out of our graves to bring you your weekly dose of chaos and darkness. I'm Rexy. And I'm Lily. And this is The Morning Report. Hey, mornings! Hello. Hi. (laughs) Hi, Lily. (laughs) Look, I left the intrusive thought win with the Oreos, okay? I, I you, bit one and it tried was one of the good. cookies. Ew, no. No, stale Oreos are sad. <laughs> oh, that's great. You were like, I'm going to hit record. And I was like, I'm going to try this out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, we have a small little extra blurb from our ep- for our episode from last week about the Pelican Girls and the Casket Girls of New Orleans. You know what? Never mind. We don't because Leo's being mean and I'm not oh. going to read it just because he told me to. <laughs> <laughs> so, never mind. You Leo, know what? do you Leo... need to be smudged? <laughs> Leo's the reason you're not getting the whole information. So, <laughs> blame Leo. You know what? I'm not doing this for you, Leo. I'm doing it for me and the fans, okay? So, <laughs> n- nothing. So, later in, uh, so I guess in 1978, two paranormal investigators set up camp in the convent's courtyard. They had cameras filming the third floor windows. At some point, the cameras malfunctioned. The couple fell asleep and were supposedly found dead, drained of blood the next morning on the steps of St. Mary's Church. Vampires! It's That's for vampires! Sure. It's, a, it's 110% vampires. It's, oh my God, it's vampires. I mean, yeah, it's vampires. <laughs> like, there's no other. Nope. It's definitely vampires. Third floor vampires. That's a t-shirt. The third floor That's vampires. That's a rock hey, band. The third floor vampires. There we go. There we go. I have a new story for you. Do it. Courtesy of Daryl. And this is coming from 6abc.com. And it was written... Oh. October 23rd. <laughs> it was written today. Um. Well... Today being like the day we record, I guess. When this comes out, it'll be Halloween. But, uh, oh, yeah. Happy Halloween. Oh. <laughs> totally forgot. When this comes out, it's going to be happy. Happy Halloween. Yay. Okay, so back to the story. The headline is very cool. <laughs> this South Jersey town officially changes its name to Monsterville every October. I love it. So this is from Merchantville, New Jersey. Merchantville is a small town that makes Halloween a big deal. There is an ordinance on the books that officially changes the name of the town to Monsterville every year for the month of October. Halloween events fill the town calendar and everyone from the residents to the mayor gets involved. House decorations are over the top as homes compete to win the golden broomstick. Children attend spooky story time every week, and people who participate in the Zombie Run 5K tend to do the run in costume. 
New this year is a costume ball for adults, and trick-or-treaters from neighboring towns join residents to hit the town on Halloween when Merchantville closes the streets to vehicles for the big night. Like, they just fucking shut the town down. We need to go there for Halloween next year. Yeah, we do. Or at least sometime during the month of October, apparently. Yeah. That's rad. Okay, so, because I'm, I'm nosy, I pulled up the calendar for Mar- Monsterville. Spooky time is every Friday at 6 p.m. starting on the 13th. Started on the 13th. On the 14th was the Monster Mash Bash. For the Eclipse, they did a Shop Monsterville Drink and Donate. That's cool. Okay. Fundraiser. Um, there's a, on the 20th was a, a school, Merchantville School Haunted House. And then on Saturday the 21st, was Aradia's Mystery and Magic Street Fair. <laughs> sounds so fun. And then on the 27th, they're doing downtown trick-or-treating and spooky story time. On the 28th is the zombie run, and then there's a music festival. And then on the 31st, they are doing actual trick-or-treating. That's so cool. But, so, also on the website, like you just, like the news, the top news, they want you to vote for your favorite pumpkin decorating decorations in the contest. They have released the uh, Haunts of Monsterville map. There's an employment opportunity. They need police. <laughs> oh, they because they shut the all the town. streets down, probably for, yeah. Yeah. And then in September, there was a town-wide yard sale. This is apparently the place that I need to live in. I want yeah. a town-wide yard sale. I think we're, I think we're moving to New Jersey. I think we're moving to New Jersey. <laughs> and they do water bill assistance. You can pay your bills online. Hey. Like I'm very excited. <laughs> You're just like researching moving to the town now. <laughs> How about, I have an idea. Wait to do any more research until after you read me whatever our episode is for this week. I'm much more excited about moving to Merchantville. <laughs> Monsterville. It's October. Monsterville. <laughs> Monsterville. Like, how freaking... I just want to live in a small town. Like, that's all I want. Yeah. And that's, like, the perfect one. Now, that would be a fun small town. I have lived in a lot of small towns, and I don't care. I have not. I've lived never, here for most of it. Never anything to do. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I guess. All right. So, you ready for tonight's story? Yeah. This is the legend of the Count of St. Germain, which leads me to believe that we are talking about more vampires. So, is it a continuation from the first no, story? No, this, this is a whole new story. Okay, okay. Also in New Orleans. Okay. So I, I, I guess it's a part two, kind kind of. Kind of like, we're still going to talk about vampires in New Orleans, but not the same. Yes. Okay. So there was a man in Europe who lived in the 1700s who spoke six languages, was a brilliant painter, and was a virtuoso at any instrument within minutes of picking it up, and was also an expert in science, politics, philosophy, and history. 
He's been called an alchemist, a prophet, a sorcerer, and an immortal. As an alchemist, he claimed to turn metal into gold, stones into jewels, and even create the elixir of life. He's been spotted all over the world for thousands of years. He even called himself Cardophilus, the wandering Jew who was cursed with immortality by Jesus for throwing a stone at him on the way to his crucifixion. The Count advised kings, queens, emperors, and philosophers, was present at many significant events in European history, and also at the signing of the American Declaration of Independence. At the turn of the 1900s, a man of around 45 years old, claiming to be directly descended from the Count, showed up in New Orleans, named Jacques Saint Germain. He quickly gained a foothold in New Orleans society. At his manor at the corner of Royal and Ursuline Street in the French Quarter, he threw lavish parties and told amazing stories. Stories from history from hundreds of years prior as if he experienced them himself. Attendees noticed Jacques never ate any of the food at his parties. He only drank the wine he kept strictly for himself. It was blood. It was blood. There's no other answer. I mean, we have to finish this. This was blood. He was another vampire. He's been around for thousands of years. Definitely. That's how that's how vampires stay hidden. Also, I think he had a street named after him in New Orleans. I think there's a St. Germain Street. That sounds about right. I don't know. I'm just going to make stuff up now. Yeah, me too, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So on a night in 1902, not long after he came to New Orleans, Jacques once again threw one of these parties. It was either during the party or afterward when everybody had gone home that a loud scream came from a woman on the second floor of his place. And then a woman was thrown out of the second floor window over the balcony onto the street below. She broke an ankle and her right arm when she hit the cobblestone. People walking by came to her aid and called the police. She told the cops that she hadn't been thrown from the window, but she jumped out of the window to get away from Jacques St. Germain because he was attacking her and biting her neck. Vampire! Vampire. dinner. The end, guys. We're going home. See you later. <laughs> Great story. <laughs> Vampire. The police noticed she did have blood trickling from her neck. Even so, since Jacques was well-respected and powerful, yada yada, they didn't accuse him of anything or arrest him when they knocked on his door. Leo says there is a Germain Street in the Garden District. Okay, okay. There you go. You were right. I've been there a whole bunch. Been to New Orleans. I mean, I've been to New Orleans a bunch of times. So even though they didn't arrest him, they did ask him to come down to the station the next morning to give a statement about what happened. And Jacques said he would. The next morning came and he didn't show. A couple days went by before the police decided to go collect him. When they went to this house, they found that Jacques had vanished, leaving behind everything. Well, he's a vampire. He's got plenty of money. He can just start over. Yeah. And in this case, everything meant a horror show. Clothes from different periods in history were drenched in blood, and carpets covered blood-stained floors. They found dozens of wine bottles, uncorking them to find them filled with blood mixed with absinthe so they wouldn't coagulate. And the woman who jumped out the window two nights before was lying in Jack's bed, dead, and completely drained of blood. Could Jack, the Count of Saint of Saint Germain, could Jack can't even anymore? <laughs> could Jacques, 
be the Count of St. Germain? And could he still be out there hunting his next victim? Yeah. 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 That's good. 100%. It's a vampire. Yeah. It's a vampire. No That's question. him right there. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right person? There. That's Jacques. It could be him behind you fighting the spider. Oh. I don't know. That might be Jacques. Somewhere. Yeah. He's there. Somewhere out there. He's there. Definitely. So apparently this is just lots of stories of New Orleans vampires, and I'm very excited. Cool. Okay. Because now we're going to talk about the Carter Brothers. More New Orleans vampires. <laughs> New Orleans. I'm so excited right now. <laughs> squeaked. Yeah. I love it when you squeak. I love it when you reach that level of excitement. It is quite possibly up there with asking me if I wanted to go play hopscotch house. <laughs> yep. I play a mean game of hopscotch. <laughs> and just because I'll never not tell this story, and I feel like if you haven't, if you're not, if you're new here, you haven't heard it. <laughs> Rexy and I both do Mandalorian costuming. They had a badass kit and they looked badass. But then they would take their helmet off and it would just be this like soft little glowy ball of joy. It's this when I take the helmet off. <laughs> it's that right there every single time. And, and I had said something and they may have been a little angry with me. I don't remember exactly. And I was like, oh, you're so cute. And they were like, you want to go outside? And I was like, can I play hopscotch? <laughs> what yes, else actually. did you do to me? Yes, actually. And then they were like, yes, that's exactly what I want to go do. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I'm not a fighter. <laughs> that's why you were a pilot. Yeah. <laughs> So you could play hopscotch and nobody would make fun of you. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what that is. Awesome. So now we're going to talk about the Carter Brothers. Okay. New Orleans during the early 1900s was booming. It was the busiest port in the country and it brought lo loads of blah, 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 blah. And it brought lots of business and plenty of jobs. Work was so easy to find in those days that the city was coined the Big Easy. Lots of disposable income made things exciting in New Orleans, which led to the creation of the Storyville District, lots of nightclubs, the birth of jazz. It was a time of anything goes and carefree turned into careless. And it was, of course, during this time that the accident of New Orleans struck fear into the hearts of the city, demanding jazz be played all over town to be spared the chop. By the end of the 1920s, all of the good times were gone with the stock market crash and the Great Depression. Everything changed almost overnight. Wanderers roamed the streets looking for work, often begging at the doors of those whose lives hadn't been destroyed to exchange a little yard work for food. Still, New Orleans was about as hospitable as the South got in those years. It was during the Depression that po'boy sandwiches became a thing in the city as a cheap way to eat. But even cheaper was taking advantage of the wanderers and preying upon them. Po'boys are fucking delicious, by the way. I love a po'boy. Mm -hmm. yep. 
Uh, so the year was 1932. A young panicked girl ran into the arms of a police officer. She couldn't have been more than 10 years old. You got your stage ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we not children? We were having a great time. We were I having know. so much fun. Now we have people attacking kids again. Like, I know. Ropes dangled from her wrist, and both the ropes and wrists were bloody. She led them to a flat near the corner of Royal and St. Anne Street. That corner is apparently Vampire Central. Yes. Maybe they just hang out in their little area. Yeah. And that girl claimed that it was the home of two brothers, John and Wayne Carter. The brothers promised her a hot meal if she did some laundry for them. She followed them inside, and immediately they grabbed her and tied her to a chair. As the police followed her inside, the girl told them that the brothers were at work, so there wasn't any danger that she knew of. The police broke into the apartment and found four captives of different ages tied to chairs, the same way as the girl was. The wrists of all the people had been cut and bandaged, and they said the brothers were drinking their blood and slowly draining them. The people were taken to the hospital and when the, and then the cops waited at the apartment to ambush the brothers when they came home from work. While waiting, they found 12 bodies wrapped in sheets with wrists slit and blood completely drained, hidden inside closets, under their beds, and up in the loft. When the brothers came home, it took eight officers to subdue and arrest them. Eight. <clears throat> eight. For two people. That's like four people taken. That's like four on one situation. Yeah. I don't like it. According to the story, they readily admitted they were vampires and they had been preying on the city for a long time. They asked to be executed or else they would continue feeding on people. They were still given a trial and as they were unable to convince the jury that they were the undead, the brothers were found guilty and sentenced to death. They were hanged and laid to rest in the Carter family vault in New Orleans. On the way to the cemetery, just in case they were actually vampires, the family zigged and zagged and took the long way to the cemetery so the vampires would be confused and wouldn't be able to find their way back home. They believed that vampires wanted the blood of a family member the most. Years later, when another of their family died and was being placed in the vault, John and Wayne Carter were nowhere to be found. The family believes they faked their deaths and are out there still murdering. Since their execution, 20 sightings of men matching their description have been reported. Fucking 20? Yeah, how do you see... Right. Are they dead or are they not? Should have stabbed them, not hung them. Gotta get <laughs> vampires with a stake, not a rope. Since their execution, 20 sightings have been matching the description have been reported, and it's said that their favorite time to come out is during Mardi Gras, where they jump from balcony to balcony in the French Quarter. Legend has it that in order for someone to turn into a vampire, one must be fed upon seven times and live. One of the Carter brothers' four survivors went on to feast on blood himself. A diary of a man named Philippe was found on Bourbon Street, in a, or found in a Bourbon Street apartment, detailing his crazed descent into bloodlust, plus the capture and draining of 32 victims. 32. 
Wow. Yeah. So that's the end of the card. I would also like to add that New Orleans does have a sizable population that identifies as vampire. They drink blood and actually feel, 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 hold on, that's a hard thing. They actually feel ill if they don't. They get the blood from donors and they only consume small quantities, usually by making a small nick in someone's back with a scalpel. Other vampires get their energy through just physical touch, so a lot of them do massage therapy. That makes sense. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Listen, I go out in the sunshine all the time. What, do you? Do yeah. you? No, yeah. <laughs> so the New Orleans Vampire Association, or NOVA. You can't hide from me, Prexy. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Does a lot of charitable work in New Orleans, feeding or feeding on the homeless, <laughs> less fortunate on major holidays. Oh, okay. That's Leo fine. agrees with me. He's Leo, never you seen Rex in the, sun. Me in the sun. Dummy, you've been on almost every hiking trip I've ever been on. <laughs> Were they cloudy days? The sun still exists in cloudy days. Vampire Maybe you're like a Twilight vampire, vampire and you just sparkle. Oh. That I would like to sparkle. That would be cool. I wouldn't have to like buy glitter anymore. This is the skin of a killer, Bella. <laughs> <laughs> so Leo also mentioned uh, in the chat that corner that you were talking about, where you were like, "This is just Vampire Central." He said that that corner has the boutique de vampire and the New Orleans oh. New Orleans Vampire Cafe, and we've been to both of those. See, that boutique de vampire had... is one of my favorite places in the city. It's just full of really cool stuff and very rad people. Leo's never been hiking with you except on Moonlit Heights. Leo is a liar. <laughs> That's liar, exactly what liar, a vampire would say. Shorts on fire. <laughs> that is exactly what a vampire would say. <laughs> why? Why? believing Leo all of a sudden. What the fuck happened here? <laughs> I'm just saying you do massage therapy. Your dog's name is Nova. Just say it. It's all there. You know, I'd take it. I'd take it. I think it'd be fun. <laughs> I'm like, why are you fighting him so hard? Yep, I want to be a vampire. Be red. I want to live long enough to be uh really good at all kinds of stuff. We get to see all kinds of stuff. Yep. You and Steve, man, I have no desire. No desire whatsoever. Yeah? None. I want to do I so much. I want to live my 80, 90 years and then call it a quiz. I, I just don't think it's enough time. <laughs> I need, I don't want to live like forever, but I want to live long enough to like really travel extensively, you know? No. I want to live my 80 or 90 years. That's all I want. That's all I need. <laughs> I'm sure that'll change when I hit that limit and I'm like 90 years old. I'm like, I just need 10 more years. There's still shit I got to do. <laughs> uh, uh. But no. No, I've done everything. Well, you, I mean, well, I haven't done everything I wanted to do. But like, all I wanted to do was be a mom. And I did that. And so I could, for myself, die happy tomorrow. 
It'd be really sad because I'd be leaving two small children alone. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, I've gotten what I want out of life. Now I just gotta sit around and wait for <laughs> Granny. Another 50 years or so. Yeah. Well, that's not, not 50 years for grandkids. Please, no thank you. <laughs> no, till you're dead. Another 50 or 60 oh, years. Oh, yeah. Another yeah. 50. Oh, I'll take 65. That'll put you at what? At 100. Oh, yeah. I'll take that's it. Good. Yeah. 100 would be good as long as it's a good 100. You know, like, I don't want to oh, yeah. be trapped in, like, somebody... inside my own brain and a body that doesn't work. Yeah, that's gross. I don't want that. No, I met somebody whose dad was, like, 98 and, like, still drove and, like, oh, yeah. still lived fucking life. And I was like, that's what I want. Yeah, that's what I want. Yes. I don't want to be a 98-year-old that only sees its bed and, like, the living room. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want that. Because what's the point of that, right? Like... Yeah. I want a life and I want to live it. And I want to be right. done when I can't. Yeah. Let's look it up. That got weirdly fun. depressing. We are the morning report. We were like, <laughs> we were like, Rexy's the vampire. Oh, we're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of going to die, my computer is going to die in 13 minutes. No. Oh. I don't have anything else to say, though. I don't either. Except maybe this has been the morning report. The morning report. And happy Halloween one more time. Happy Halloween. Yes. We hope it is amazing and fun or, you know, you do whatever the fuck you want to do and have a really good happy Halloween. You know, this is my warning for parties. Don't, don't subtract from the population don't add to the population yes yes like yes that's it yeah (laughs) we are gonna be at the curtises for halloween for their honk oh yay Mm -hmm. yep chris has already asked yeah yeah that would be really fun it's so fun it just because how I fucking lived there for three years and never went. Never made it. I know. I don't get well, it. I'm there I mean, every single year. The first, the the first two years were... Yeah. The first year, we moved in 2018. And so Frey was new, a new, new baby. Yeah. Yeah. And then... I'm not going to bring a baby. Hear that. 2019, I'm not bringing a one-year-old anywhere. 